Hello and welcome to episode 90 of the Atlanta Man podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and I'm joined once again by my good friend, Evan Etheridge. Evan, how are you doing? I'm a little congested from all this pollen, but I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm pretty much the exact same as you. The pollen has been rough these past couple of days, but uh, we're making do. Really, the reason we're recording today instead of yesterday is because of pollen, honestly. So um, here we are. We got a good amount of things to talk about, a lot to do with the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, last week, we probably had our most optimistic episode in a long time about the Hawks. And this one is not going to be that because they, I don't want to say they gave it all back, but um, they did not have a great week. So uh, we can get into the games now, uh, starting off with the first game of last week against the Wizards at home. This was Quinn Snyder's coaching debut with the Hawks. So kind of a weird thing in this one with a Snyder. I don't even think he had a practice with the team um, before this game. So he was just really winging it in this one. Hawks were definitely not running a lot of his own stuff. Um, There's a lot of help from Joe Prunty in this one. As a, you see a lot, it ended up being a really close game too. So it ended up being pretty important. But like uh, the late game huddles, it was Joe Prunty with the, with the whiteboard in his hand, not uh, Quinn Snyder. So, yeah, definitely a weird situation going on there with it being Quinn's first game. But the Hawks did lose this one, 119 to 116. And uh, we talked about this a little bit, but the these Wizards games are pretty important because the Wizards are pretty close to the Hawks in the standings, and they play them so much down the stretch um, of these last 20 games or so. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, this was uh, not, not a good start to those multitude of games against this, the Wizards. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, with the loss, Trey had a pretty rough fourth quarter, um, some tough plays, had a couple of chances to win the game or tie the game, rather, um, at the buzzer. But, uh, yeah, definitely a tough one, but not the worst loss in the world, um, especially considering it was Quinn Snyder's first game and all the other things that were going on around the team. Yeah, yeah, you expect a little bit, uh, you know, give give Snyder a little bit of time to, to get his feet under him. I know it must be kind of weird not, not knowing um, – all the players, you know, and, and, and just the game plan, really uh, trying to implement some of your new style with, with, with what the Hawks have already been running. That's, that's gotta be tough, especially, um, you know, in, in a game like that against the wizards, but <clears throat> we had a big lead in this game. Um, you know, that, you know, we gave it up in the fourth, like we got outscored by 12 in the fourth. We only scored 26 points in, in the fourth quarter. So just, you know, one of our typical collapses for the Hawks, it seems like, um, you know, I'm not going to say I was calling for Joe Prunty a little bit there, but I kind of wanted him to take over a little bit. And, uh, you know, I was hoping we got, hopefully got this, this dub against the, the Wizards. Cause you know, uh, you know, the nets were kind of falling a little bit and that six beat that, that six spot in the East was looking more and more, uh, attainable, um, you know, getting Snyder and getting, having a good week last week. Um, but yeah, this was a rough one. Yeah, no doubt. The fourth was especially tough. Like I mentioned earlier with Trey, he had a real, like his numbers in the game overall are really good. I mean, pretty efficient, had 31 points, 11 to 26, like seven assists. You're always going to take that. But um, he just had some really rough possessions in the fourth. He had a bad pick six that resulted in some points for the Wizards. He had three straight possessions where he just took the ball to the rack and he got just absolutely demolished every single time. Um. 
you know, some some credit to credit credit to Gafford, the Wizards center, for um just stuffing him. But like, you'd think after the first or second try, he was just going to cut that out. Didn't. Um, those were some just wasted possessions. And then the real tough one for me was the two great looks he got at the buzzer to tie the game, and uh, mm-hmm. kind of a miracle they got that offensive rebound to give him another shot. Um, but yeah, that was uh very tough. He did hit a big three to cut the lead down. Um, after they got down by. I believe that cut it down to one so he did it was like he was a complete negative all the way around to the fourth but definitely got he got outplayed by Bradley Beal in the fourth quarter and Bradley Beal was terrific in this game he had 37 points um Kyle Kuzma was pretty good too with 28 uh they couldn't really do anything with um Beal in the second half especially he was just getting wherever he wanted so that's uh not a recipe for success when um Bradley Beal plays better than Trey Young down the stretch like it's going to be tough for them to win games so yeah, we can move on to the uh, lone win of the week, and that was at home against Portland. Um, this one, just a solid all-around win. I mean, DeJounte Murray went off. He just always goes off against the Blazers, I guess. That's his thing. Um, but he his previous career high was 40 against the Blazers, and he broke it on this one with 41. So it's not bad. Uh, he was he was the Hawks' best player in this game by a lot. Didn't miss a three on five attempts. Um, he was just really good. The whole team was good from three in this game especially Trey too. He was three of five. So those two got it going from three. They're very, very lethal, but um, yeah, just a wire to wire win in this one. The Hawks never trailed. Um, and, you know, the Blazers are not the best team in the world, but they still got Damian Lillard. Uh, our old friend Cam Reddish got a lot of minutes in this game and actually played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Shot, shot the ball super good. Um, but uh, other than Dame and Cam Reddish, the Blazers had nothing on offense. Um, so that kind of explains the low point total there, but uh yeah, what were your thoughts on this one? Because it was just a solid win, solid first half for the Hawks. You know, all the, all the stuff that you expect to see from this team. Yeah, they came out super hot. Uh, Dejounte Murray was phenomenal this game. Like you said, five of five from three, seventeen of twenty-two. Like he missed five shots all game. Like he was just he was lights out. Um, second forty-point game against the Blazers. Like you said, he's just he's just got their number, I guess. Um, but yeah, something to note here: AJ Griffin played two minutes against the Blazers. Um, You know, that's kind of concerning. I don't know if he's completely out the rotation. Um, We'll talk a little bit about the the rest of the games this week. But, um, yeah, two minutes. So, you know, we'll see what Snyder wants to do with – with AJ Griffin, um, I know Jalen Johnson's been been getting a lot more minutes, and he, he I mean he's looked good, um, but but this is just a little concerning. I don't know, um, but yeah, like you said, just just a dominant dominant game against the Blazers. Yeah, no doubt, and um, I think Snyder is definitely a big Jalen Johnson guy. Um, I think he even said as much when uh, he got hired that they're going to rely on Jalen a lot, and um, you know AJ. We haven't talked about him in a while, I feel like, because he's just been he's really cooled off lately over the past like probably a couple of months now. I mean, because being beginning of the season, he was a huge focal point of the things we talked about. He was just not missing a three, it seemed. And um he's definitely cooled off. And I think it's a pretty important detail with him is that he has just never played this much basketball in his entire life. Like he's had injuries throughout high school and college. And this season is just way longer than what he's probably used to. And I mean, with the injuries, I don't know if he has anything like nagging or anything. That's just nothing super serious, but could hamper him a little bit. Um, we already know he doesn't have the best knees in the world. So, I mean, I think he probably just may be a little gassed and um, 
with a new head coach, I mean, Snyder just might not like him as much as Nate did. I mean, that might be something mm-hmm. else when he's not when he's not playing as well as he was. It's um, a little bit easier to stomach him not playing a ton. It just seems that he's kind of hit a rookie wall a little bit. So it's not the I'm not like it's not like AJ's still shooting 50 percent from three and he's just not playing anymore. If that was happening, I'm sure we'd be a lot more upset. Um, but, you know, with him not playing as well, it is a little understandable that he's not getting as as much minutes. But I still still like to see him play a good bit because you still need to develop him and um, all that good stuff. But Jalen, though, Jalen's been playing great and he's been getting a lot more minutes. He like it's kind of the inverse. Quinn likes Jalen a lot more than Nate did. And it seems Nate liked AJ a lot more than Quinn does. Like it's kind of mm-hmm. seems like how that's kind of how it's going to be playing out with the two young guys. But um, yeah, you got any uh, final thoughts on this one before we talk about these two dreadful heat games? <laughs> No, yeah, let's let's get him out the way. Let's do it. Yeah, let's rip off the band-aid. Um, yeah, these we we've talked about these games for a few weeks now, how this is a really important two games, two game stretch in Miami against the Heat. They are the seven seed right now, the Hawks are the eight seed. Still sit, still sits that way. Um, but it was like that coming into this, these games too. But uh game one on Friday in Miami, um Hawks had their chances in this one. But uh really my main thing in this game is that Trey and DeJounte were terrible. Probably might be both of their worst games of the season. Like, I don't, it might not be, but when them, them two playing this bad in the same game has just not happened yet. And yeah. uh, they combined for 18 points. They combined to be 0 of 10 from three. And they combined to go 5 of 27 from the field. Uh, Trey did up 10 assists. So there's his one um silver lining, I guess. But the Hawks are almost never going to win when this happens and i mean it's it's pretty surprising they only lost by eight um sadiq bay really like kept them in this he was yeah it's probably his best game as a hawk he led the team in scoring with 22 four of eight from three the team outside of sadiq did not shoot i guess bogey shot well from three too but no one else shot well from three i mean the starting lineup only one guy made a three and one, it was one, three. Made one yeah like that's that's just not not ever gonna work and um you know, the Hawks starting five has been really good this year, but they were terrible in this one. So, um, yeah, what are your thoughts on this one? Because this was just a, kind of a stinker of a game, honestly. Yeah, I mean, the Heat, just they just play bully ball, and, and we play right into it. We don't even play our strengths against them. Um, and, and, and that's playing threes and, and, and spreading the ball around. Like, when you want to get physical with the Heat, they're going to play bully ball, and they're going to beat us every time. Like, we saw they had our number in the playoffs last year, and this was kind of like a similar game, like from last year's playoffs. Like, just low scoring – just ugly basketball and and the heat will outlast the hawks like that's exactly what they did in playoffs last year like you said trey young dejounte murray was unacceptable the hawks will never win when both of them have 18 combined like it's just not going to happen um but but really sadiq bay and, and bogey really kept us in the game you know shooting the three ball and you know keeping us in it i mean there's not much to say other than other than that i mean bam out of bio was just disgusting he had 30 and 11 so um you know defensively i don't know if clint and okongu just like i don't know i mean it's it's hard to it's hard to to, to put the blame on anybody else but trey and dejounte in this game yeah and speaking of clint and okongu i do got to mention we were actually watching this game because we talked about cody zeller had like his banner game it's really just the first half he was going crazy he was getting to the line like crazy and just getting whatever he wanted against Capella, and that's just not something that you usually see from the matchup like that. Mm-hmm. I put in the notes that he was Embiid in the first half, which kind of was, and um, that's 
that that was pretty unfortunate for the Hawks. But uh, yeah. So like speaking of the three pointing, I mean, we talked about Sadiq and um, Bogey. They combined to go seven of thirteen. The rest of the team went two of seventeen. Three. That's that is not gonna not gonna work. But uh, just to kind of end this game off on a positive note, I do want to talk about Sadiq Bay a little bit. Just his numbers with the Hawks. Um, so far with Atlanta, he is shooting fifty one percent from three on over five attempts a game. That's pretty good. That's awesome. Pretty good. He's actually shooting higher from threes than he is from just uh, regular field goals. So <laughs> he's uh, he's making his threes, and that's that's very very beneficial for the Hawks. And I mean, we'll talk about it. We can go ahead and talk about the next game now. But uh, in, in even in this game, he was taken minutes away from Collins because Collins only had 16 minutes in this game. Bay ended up playing 35. Like they've been running some sets without Collins and with Bay with the starters. So that's just something to keep an eye on. But we can uh, talk about this next one. This one was a little more frustrating and uh, I want to say heartbreaking, but this was one they really needed to get to at least split these two games with the Heat. But they uh, they dropped it 130 to 128. A uh, real defensive struggle for really both teams of this one. Um, but uh, the the Hawks really cooled off after the first quarter. They had 43 points in the first, which was their highest scoring first quarter of the season. And uh, for the rest of the game, they were just kind of ordinary on uh, on offense. And the Heat were really solid all game on um, on offense, and the Hawks' defense just really didn't have it. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on this one? Because it was um, it looked like the Hawks were going to have a good game and really just control this one after the huge first quarter, but that just it was not meant to be, I guess. Yeah, they built, I think they got up to a 15-point lead after the first, and it just slowly diminished as the game went on. Um, you know, we won the first quarter and lost the second, third, and fourth. Um, <clears throat> you know, at the end, it got kind of close, uh, but 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 ultimately, it just, it just, it just didn't happen. I, I thought the officiating was absurd. Like, it was, it was bad. It was very bad. Um, Jalen Johnson had five fouls in eight minutes of time. That's hard to do. <laughs> that's hard. Like, I, and that's I mean, not all his fault. Cause I'm like, I'm, I mean, it was like, obviously some of them were fouls, but I mean, you like the ref has to be I, like, he, like, it's just, it has to be some, some kind of ref show for that to happen. Like that just never yeah. happens. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it was bad. It, you know, Tyler Harrow was moving screens all night long on Trey. Yeah. Like he couldn't do anything. He was getting bullies, getting elbowed in the back. It, it was just, it was just very frustrating to watch. And, um, you know, we kind of got robbed here, I think, but, but just the bench, like Oladipo again, like he killed us in the playoffs last year. He was yeah, lights out, yeah. lights out. Like the Hawks always just have, and, and Caleb Martin, like these, these guys are just having fake games. Like they just, they just <laughs> play good out of nowhere against the Hawks. Like this is, this is a, this is a dream or something, but um yeah, I, I put this one on the officiating. I really do. You know, as, as corny as that sounds, like, it was bad. Yeah, like, I, I don't like blaming officiating either. Like, it's just such low-hanging fruit. But in this game, it was. I mean, this, these two games are really, really reminiscent of the um, playoff series last year. Yes. Um, with Trey just having fits in the first game, like, because Trey just played so bad against them last year in the playoffs. Um, he did play a lot better in this game, him and DeJounte, which was encouraging to see. But um yeah, I mean the heat, their play style, it's um borderline dirty at times. Um I just I'm just glad Kyle Lowry wasn't playing because he was the main culprit of this last year. He was just like it was just like dirty basketball. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just it was just annoying to watch. But I mean, I won't say they were dirty in this game like they were at times in the playoff series, but you know, they play rough, they play hard, you gotta respect it. 
And uh, I think, I think part of it is they play like this all the time and uh, officiating like they, you can't just, they don't want to call everything on them when they probably could. And they like, it's, they've ended up when they, with this play style, getting some non-calls that would be called against really any other team if they play like this on one random play, you know? So it's, uh, it's tough, but um, this was just a really a tough game to, to drop and um, really needed this one. They really did. And they just didn't get it. They're below 500 now, which is, um, which is rough, but uh, yeah, this was, this was um not what you wanted to see at all from these, from these two games. So we can uh, talk about some standings a little bit now, see where things are, Looking like right now the Hawks, they are still in eighth as they've been for seems like forever now. They are they're back to being really mid. They have the same exact points per game and opponents points per game at 117.1. So they are right at zero for a point differential. Um not right at 500 though. They can get to 500 tonight if they beat the Wizards. But um yeah, right now they are three and a half behind Miami and they are five behind Brooklyn for the sixth spot. I've just kind of, I mean, they're only a half game up on the Raptors too for um, the ninth spot and only a game up on the Wizards for the 10th spot. So it's a real cluster right now with the eight, nine and 10 teams, but I just kind of accepted the fate that the six seed is definitely not going to happen. And I don't think the seven seed is going to happen either. I don't know if you're a little more optimistic than I am, but I think eight is like the ceiling now. Yeah, now I'm with you because Nets have won three in a row uh, while we've gone one and two. So, you know, I, I don't think this I don't even think I just want to I, I just want to fast forward to the play in because we're going to be in the play in and we're going to get Boston yeah. or Milwaukee first round. So if we get through, um, I've kind of accepted that we're, this team is just mid. So I'm, I'm really just hoping we can just just get get me to a series, get me to a, a seven game series and, and see what happens, because I, I just don't see I just don't see this team clicking and going on a run anymore. I just don't. I mean, I, I won't believe it till I see it. So, um, yeah, Toronto's coming up fast. Like, Toronto and yeah, Washington. That, they kind of snuck up, and I looked at this earlier. Like, I did not expect um, them to be that close. And especially, I mean, back-to-back games against the Wizards, like, if things go sideways in Washington, it could be, like, you could be down to 10. And if the Raptors play good in their next two games, you could be 10th. And then you know, all of a sudden you got to fend off the Bulls and you might you might be out of the playoffs. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to make the play-in still. Um, but uh, I think I am a little more optimistic than you about going on a run. I do think with now, I mean, if they saw a Nate in this, and like in the same scenario with Nate, I am like, like, I don't care. Like, I'm just like, I don't even want to like just miss the playoffs at this point. But since they have Snyder, I do have a little bit of hope that once they like, if they can fully mesh before the play-in, then it's possible for them to get out of the play in and then maybe pull off like a miracle against Milwaukee or Boston. Cause if they, if they start playing well under Snyder and he really implements his stuff and the team starts clicking, I can uh, believe a little more, but uh, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to really want to blame Snyder at all. Cause they like, it's just such a small sample. Yeah. They haven't clicked yet under him and it's going to take a little bit, but um, even with them not clicking, they still like, probably should be playing a little better. And like it, we talked shit on Nate a lot, but I mean, some of these pro- like not everything was Nate's fault. Like, there's still some problems with the team itself that are still presenting themselves even under Quinn Snyder. Um, you know, we it was time for Nate to go. In my opinion, he was not uh, not everything was on him, and he was not the reason this team has been um, mid all year. He's part of the reason, and probably a big chunk of the reason, but he's not the entire reason. So, it is. Uh, they're frustrating. They're frustrating, man. Like it's. 
That's all you can really say about them. It's just it's comical the mid stuff. I'm sure they'll win the night and be back at 500. Like it's just <laughs> it's what they're meant to be. And if they don't finish 41 and 41, I'll be surprised because it just seems like they're on a hot streak to finish 41 and 41. That's yeah. that's all I got right now. That's all I got right now. Yeah, yeah, we can wrap the Hawks up, but um, tonight they got the Wizards again, and then they got the Wizards on Friday. So back to backs, um, kind of a weird part of the schedule. Heat, Heat, Wizards, Wizards. Um, yeah. You 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 need to win these two games. Um, you know, you know, you need to win at least one. Like that's the bottom line. But you you need to win both these games. Um, so ho- ho- hopefully it's a different different look this time around against the Wizards. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's all I've got, man. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens um, with, with with Snin. You know, as 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 he gets more comfortable in Atlanta, um, you know, you know, hopefully hopefully something will get going. You know, call me crazy, but but I just I don't know if I see it yet. So that's yeah, all I've got. I don't, I don't I don't blame you for anybody that thinks this team is just like kind of dead. Um, but uh, I I think there's still a chance. I don't think it's like there's a chance that they could figure something out. Um, so yeah, that's enough of the Hawks. Uh, we can actually talk about the Falcons now for the first time in a while. Uh, there's been some Falcons adjacent news, I guess you could say. And that happened yesterday. It's pretty big stuff with Lamar Jackson going on. Um, he gets, he gets stopped with the, uh, non-exclusive franchise tag. So it's not, um, like the regular franchise tag. We're just locked in for the next season with the team. Um, he had like, it is to where it's kind of like being a restricted free agent in the NBA, to where they slap him with this tag, he can um the, he can talk to other teams, negotiate with them, bring an offer to the Ravens, and if the Ravens want to match it, they can. And if they don't want to match it, the team that signs them only has to send over two first round picks for him. And um, when this news broke that this was the situation, it seemed like the Falcons were going to be all over it. But there was some reporting uh, from ESPN that the Falcons were not going to be involved. And in the same reporting, it said that like every other team that made sense for Lamar was also not going to be involved. So I'm not sure if I buy that 100%. So like the Falcons, Commanders, Panthers, Dolphins, none of them were going to be involved. Those were like the main candidates for uh, Lamar right now. So it doesn't, it seems like there might be a little collusion going on, um, which uh, that's not good for Lamar. And I'm sure if uh, there is collusion going on, there will be some more coming out about it. So, yeah, what do you think? Do you buy at all that the Falcons are just, like, not even going to, like, talk to Lamar Jackson? Because I don't. Like, I'm not I'm saying not they're sure. going to get him. Yeah, I'm not saying they're going to for sure get him, but, like, to like, at least not check in. <laughs> like, I think they'll check in. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, what do you think? What do you think? I don't know because why wouldn't, why wouldn't the Falcons? Why wouldn't the Dolphins? Why wouldn't, you know, some of these teams at least talk to him? You know, so I'm, yeah. I'm not ruling it completely out. I think – I think a tweet might be kind of bogus to, to rely on at this point. Um, there's There's got to be conversations because you just never know. Um, do I think we go and get Lamar Jackson? No, I think we run it back with Ritter, and I think we, you know, have all our draft picks accumulate and, and get some more – fill some more positions that we need. You know, I think I'm not upset that the Falcons aren't going to go out and get Lamar. You know, I could see – I could see both sides. Like, yeah, I'll get behind, go and get Lamar. But it's got to be for the right price. Like you can't give up too much because we're not we're not one piece of the puzzle away from competing and going for a Super Bowl. So you know, I, I you know I can go back for back and forth on this. You know, if we don't nail our drafts the next two years, like we won't be competing anyways. If we don't nail free agency with all this money we have, we're not going to be competing. So it goes both ways. 
you know, if you got to give up a lot to get Lamar, don't do it. Um, but to not negotiate with him, these rumors, I'm not too sure if if that's true or not. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Um, I think it was. Um, I forgot what her name is. The worst for ESPN, but she is a reliable source. It's not like Ball Sack Sports said this, but um, I like. I'm sure someone told her that, but it, it might not be entirely true. Because like when I saw the list of team, I was like, that who then who's going to try to get Lamar Jackson? Like, is there yeah. no one going to offer him anything? <laughs> um, so I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure that the Falcons are going to do their due diligence at least, but um, yeah, it is a weird scenario they're in. I mean, just looking back on last season, it's kind of frustrating that they played Marietta for so long. Cause I would just like to know more about Desmond Ritter. Like mm-hmm. this would make this a whole lot easier for me and probably the Falcons too. Like, I, cause I, I think he could be good, but he played what four games. Like it's, that's such like, that's not fair to him your first career games coming late in the season. Like it's, it's such a weird situation. And it makes me wish they would have played him more. Just kind of see what we got instead of trying to make the playoffs with Marcus Mariota. Like that was going to do anything like, yeah. Cause like we were going to go on some kind of run with Marcus Mariota. Like that was never going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, the, even with the draft stuff, because I'm, I'm not ruling out them like um, taking a quarterback either with the eight pick. If like, they really love a guy like Anthony Richardson or something. Um, So yeah, it is tough, but I mean, if the Falcons got Lamar Jackson, that would just be awesome. Like it would yeah. be so fun. Like I mean, it would they would just like it, it. We I think we'd immediately be the favorites in the South um, with the, how the other teams are looking. Um, and if they got him, I'm not going to complain at all. Even if it's for it's going to be for a lot of money. Like it's going to be for a shit ton of money. Especially looking at what Daniel Jones got yesterday, and Lamar is like 200 times better than Daniel Jones. Like it's he's going to get a lot of money, and uh, yeah, it's. It would be really fun if they got him. I don't think they're going to get him. I don't know who's going to get him. I still kind of think he's going to end up back with Baltimore. But, uh, yeah, it's a weird situation. And, I mean, last offseason with them going after Deshaun Watson, I think everybody just kind of counted the Falcons in. Like, oh, you tried, you missed out on Deshaun Watson. Why wouldn't you be interested in Lamar Jackson the, the year later? So there might still be something to that. Maybe the Haw- or not the Hawks, the Falcons just aren't leaking right now and they're kind of keeping close to the chest and they're actually really interested. You never know. We uh, there's always stuff we don't know going on in the front office, but I just still think like Arthur Blank's getting old, man, and he tried to make his splash last year. And I mean, it's right here. Like you can do it. Like you could offer him the moon, and the Ravens probably won't match it, and you could get him. Um, I don't, but I don't know how desperate Uncle Arthur is to get the team back in the playoffs uh, before he croaks. But um, it's uh, <laughs> it's definitely a, an appealing appealing guy to go get to kind of flip your franchise around for sure. Yeah, I could I could completely get behind Lamar Jackson. Like I'll be I'll be the first one to flip sides, but um I just don't know. You gotta give up a lot and you gotta pay the man a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, you know, they can do what they want. I mean, I would I would be excited, no doubt. I think the city would be you know, finally have some hype around us again. Uh yeah. first time since you know, sixteen, seventeen. Um, so it's been a little while. But um I yeah, I'm not sure why we would push all of our chips in last year to go and get Deshaun Watson and not even attempt to talk to Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That, that just doesn't that make just any don't sense. Add, that don't add up that don't add at up. all at all. So um, it'll be interesting to see, like I'm, I'm, I'm ready for Lamar. He, he deserves a big pay because he is a stud. Um, and, and like you said, Daniel Jones just got paid. Like yeah, Lamar is going to be a, 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 Hefty price tag on him, and and you know, rightfully so. He deserves it. He's a he's a he's a difference maker, huge difference maker. Um, but yeah, I'm excited, man. I you know, wherever he goes, 
immediately is going to get better. Like that's, that's the, that's the bottom line. And, and, and hopefully, you know, the Falcons, hopefully that rumor isn't too true. And we, you know, kind of entertain it a little bit and, and, you know, see what happens. Yeah. And I mean, I think it makes even more sense than they got the non-exclusive tag for the Falcons, the Falcons to go after him because it's only two first round picks. I feel like if he was just regular franchise tagged and you could actually negotiate a compensation with the Ravens, so they would be asking for a lot more than just two first rounders for Lamar. And I mean, they, I mean, yeah, like the, this with the Deshaun stuff last year, like they were ready to ship off God. I mean, you saw what the Browns had to give up for Watson. I'm sure the Falcons package was similar and they were going to pay him not as much money, obviously, as the Browns did. Cause if I think if they were to pay them what the Browns paid him, he'd be on the Falcons right now. But probably similar money, and he—that was the biggest quarterback contract ever. What uh, Deshaun Watson got? So, like, I, I mean, the only thing that I can think of is that they actually love Desmond Ritter, or they love Anthony Richardson, or something. It's like that's our plan. One of those two guys, and they're just like, we're not gonna, we're gonna save money. Which I get that. If that's your plan, that's fine. Um, and if you really believe in like one of those guys, I think that's perfectly fine, also. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just if the Falcons had nothing to do with Deshaun Watson last year, I wouldn't like even entertain it, but that just, it, it really gets the gears turning. It's like, I mean, you like, it don't make sense if a year later you're just like, Oh, I would never, like, I'm not even going to think about doing that <laughs> when you're about to trade for the serial rapist last year and give up $500 million. <laughs> and Lamar's a lot better than Deshaun Watson. I think that's kind of recency bias because Deshaun was kind of bad last year, but um, yeah, it's a, uh, Interesting situation. We'll see what's going what's going to happen. I think um, he can't officially sign anywhere until the fifteenth, so a little bit of time in between. He's his own agent, so he's going to be negotiating with these teams on his own, which I don't necessarily agree with. I think you probably get an agent, probably help him out a good bit, but um, to each his own, I guess. So, yeah, it's a uh, NFL stuff starting to really heat up with the. Uh, I think the the league year. Um, I think that's when the league year starts. Is the fifteenth is when you can start signing free agents and stuff. Um, but uh, I know the Falcons. They did not franchise tag Caleb McGarry yesterday, so uh, they have a, they have the next week to negotiate with him on an extension. If not, he becomes a free agent. And they did uh, agree to a two year deal with Lorenzo Carter, which I'm fine with that. It was like for like nine yeah. million bucks. That's that's good. He was pretty good last year, and that's pretty good value. I'm fine with that. So. Um, nothing too groundbreaking yet, but the Falcons are going to make moves this offseason. That's for sure. They got a lot of money to play with. I don't know if it's going to be Lamar. They're going to load up on pass rush, whatever it might be. There's going to be some big name guys coming to Atlanta one way or another, I feel like. So it's pretty exciting stuff because the Falcons, I mean, they've been in cap hell for teams like forever now. So it's yeah. uh, definitely exciting to see what they're going to do. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you look at the Saints. They just went out and got Derek Carr. Uh, I think that's pretty notable. Um I like the move for the Falcons. You know, I don't think De- I think Derek Carr is a guy. Yeah, that Derek makes- Carr does not move the needle at all for me. So no, no. And, and he's a guy that makes big mistakes. He's always throwing the ball because his team is always down. And so that's where all these inflated yards and stuff come from. His team is always down, and so he has to you know play comeback and just sling it. And that's where he makes mistakes. Um, so I mean, I, I'm honestly ecstatic. I, I can't wait to to play Derek Carr two times a year. You know, it's it's just kind of weird. Like you hear. The New Orleans Saints, they're in cap hell every single year. How can they go out and sign these guys? You know, I, I just it's, I don't understand. The point some people make is that just the cap doesn't exist, which I mean, I'm not totally against that. It just might not because I mean, it, it really doesn't make sense. The Saints since like 2015 have just they've been last in the league in cap space and yeah, they still 
Like they go, like, oh, they got Jarvis Landry last year. Like, how? They got Tyron Matthew. How? How did you get them? <laughs> like, it yeah. doesn't make sense ever. I'm not a capologist. I, I don't, I, I don't know some stuff about the NFL cap. It is very complicated. Um, but yeah, like a lot of it just doesn't make sense. Like, it's, I mean, they, they're paying Taysom Hill just ungodly amounts of money. Yeah. And like, they, they can still go out and get Derek Carr. Like, it's, NFL cap stuff like that makes me enjoy baseball because baseball is so cut and dry with money. There's no salary cap, just money. It's just money. Like you got to do like a little bit of luxury tax math every once in a while, but that's pretty easy. Like it's just pretty basic stuff. Even the NBA is a little bit easier. The NFL, like I see some stuff and I I know some of it. Some stuff I'm just like I don't know. I don't know how yeah, this we're, is happening. Uh, we're restructuring his contract. If he gets five passing yards. Um, he's gonna he's gonna earn an extra twenty five million, like, you know, yeah. like stuff like that, and they turn it into salary bonuses and and stuff. But the Saints do it every year. Like they, I mean, it's 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 honestly super weird. Yeah, it's um they they've they're the weird example um of just never getting out of it. Like I mean, like I said earlier, the Falcons were in a bad cap situation for a few years, and they're finally coming out of the other side. And the Saints just haven't done that, and there's not a light at the end of the tunnel for them either. Like they, no, they, they'll they'll never tear it down. <laughs> yeah, they never will. And they I refuse. mean, that's what a lot of people are saying. It's like, why why are you doing this with Derek Carr? Like, just tear it down. Like, do you really think you're going to be a real contender? Like, maybe they can maybe win the NFC South next year just because the division is going to be bad. But they're not going to do anything in the playoffs with Derek Carr. Like, they're just no. not. <laughs> that move makes makes no sense. For the I think present, it's just, the future. I mean, you yeah, got it's just weird. people wanting to keep their jobs because, yeah. like, if the Saints go two and fifteen next year, Dennis Allen, the GM, is getting fired. They're thinking, okay, we got at least we got to go eight and nine, stick around here. <laughs> Which I mean, yeah. I get it, but like that's how you kind of just like stun a rebuild and you don't really ever get anywhere. So, yeah, the Falcons they actually tore it down somewhat. I guess like they they weren't ever like the number one pick, but they've had the top ten pick a top 10 pick for three years in a row now, four years. Mm-hmm. The Saints just never really have done that. So it's, um yeah, enough Saints talk. It's a Saints podcast, dude. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, Falcon stuff will heat up. Exciting off season coming up. Um, Hawks are mid. Braves are in spring training still. Nothing to talk about there. That's pretty much it. Um, World Baseball Classic started last night, so we'll get to see a couple of guys play on the Braves, play real baseball soon. Ronnie and – uh and got to got to mention this, my guy Chadwick Trump, the tropical yes, storm, two run single last night uh, to lift the Netherlands over Cuba. It actually ended up being the difference; they went four to two. So he was probably player of the game for the Netherlands. My guy, the tropical storm, brave third string catcher. You gotta love it. So good for him. I'm actually really excited to watch. I'm rooting for Venezuela. I'm rooting for Ronda Cunha. I want them to. I want them to make the final. At least I just want to see Ronnie in the final. I think that'd be awesome. So. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about more about that probably next week because games really start this weekend, and um, yeah, we'll get to see if Eddie or Ronnie or even Chadwick Trump has another moment. Probably be a uh, really fun if one of them could just pop a homer in a big spot. I think that'd be awesome. So, yeah, we'll get into that next week though. So uh, if you made it this far listening, we really really appreciate it, and we will see you in the next one. <laughs>